Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Hello and welcome to this week's Z2A podcast with me, Mark, and Jules, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Hello and welcome. Now this is where we pick a letter and a topic and discuss how you can use our tools and tips to improve your own personal development and life. Drum roll please, what is this week's letter? This week's letter that we've chosen is E for evolve. Now the definition of evolve means to develop gradually or change slowly, often into something better than before. So that's what we're gonna chat about today, isn't it? It's about evolving and becoming the person that you want to be and how we've managed to do that in terms of our business. We have massively evolved. And if you go back and listen to our first podcast episode, we shared our backstory on the Future Toolbox and how that became what it is today. We did. And in fact, even since that podcast back in October, we've still carried on evolving. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, life does change. Everything changes. And to quote your wonderful 94-year-old nan, whenever we go anywhere, she says, hasn't it changed? When it changed. When it changed. (laughs) Or if we explain to her some new technology that we're using... She, what is it she says? Newly fangled technology. I can't get my head around these newly fangled <laughs> smartphones that have actually been out for many years, bless her. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, life does evolve, things change, and we're here to help you and discuss how we've changed and how that might help you to benefit something that you're trying to do. Actually, yeah, talking about evolution and newly fangled technology and that analogy with my nan I was actually chatting to somebody the other day because I quite like following the history of Northampton the town that I was born in how it's changed over the years I remember it growing up in the 80s and it being very different to what it is now and Mm. that's the high streets across the country but I was talking to somebody about music and we were saying, wasn't it wonderful how we used to go into a record shop and we'd buy a record on vinyl? Oh, gosh, those were the days, weren't Yeah, they? you could flip through the vinyl mm. records. You could smell them as well. I can actually smell it if I think about it now. I'm trying to get the needle on the record. Yeah, yeah. That was the record, jump. though. <laughs> Put the needle on the record. But then we had cassettes, which used to chew up in oh, your tape deck. You, you used, used to hear that a, noise, didn't you? you used to hear that, and you used to put a pencil in it if it got stuck. And <laughs> then the worst thing ever was when it would break and you had to sort yes. tape it together. And then you knew where the jump came. But then we went on to CDs. And then I guess where we are today is digital downloads. Yeah. And when we were actually moving from our house, when we moved out to Lanzarote, I was going through our CD collection. And I felt a real heavy heart because I remember the joy of going to a shop and actually buying a CD or a record or something. So things do change. They evolve massively. And that is in a really short space of time. So now we just hop on Spotify, iTunes, we'll listen to a song and it's just the way the the world is now, isn't it? But if you think as well, you know, with this AI, artificial intelligence, that blows my mind where that's all going to go. So 
I'm not surprised your poor Nan can't keep up. <laughs> well, that's true, actually. Going back to that time of the 80s, 90s or whatever, when we buy records, there were films about artificial intelligence. I think it was one actually called AI as oh, well. I think there was, yeah. I used to love watching James Bond and seeing the gadgets and thinking, oh, wow, imagine having a watch that you could talk into. <laughs> now we've got imagine. Apple Watches and iWatches, every watches, you, you can talk into them. <laughs> pay for your goods with your watch. <laughs> you just stand in front of the... Um, pay machine don't you yeah with your watch. i'd never have thought of that that's true because years ago it was cash then yeah. it was checks then we went checks. on to yeah checks she used to write a check out Gosh. and then we went on to card payments mm-hmm. that nobody trusted at first no. because nan actually funny enough my nan still won't even use her card in the card machine because she thinks it's going to get eaten up yeah and it will take all her money <laughs> Then you'd have your credit cards, which would scan onto a carbon copy. My gosh, you are really going I know. back. <laughs> then they went on to chip and pin. Oh, no, in between that, you used to have to sign, didn't you? Then it went on to chip and pin, and now we just have contactless. Contactless, yeah. And that's evolved in the last few years. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, when contactless come out, I, I remember thinking, well, I can't see this taking off, because I just assumed that it would open us up more to sort of fraud or something like that. But yeah. Look where we are. I know. We use you it all the time now. Pay for your pay for your coffee with your watch. <laughs> with your watch or your phone, <laughs> you just tap that on there. And we were saying that, weren't we? Imagine somebody who came back to life who maybe died 15, 20 years ago and you explain that to them. They they'd be bamboozled. They would, they would. So yeah, bless you, Nan. I'm with you on this. I understand yes. why you don't get this newfangled technology. But it is, as we're saying, it's changing ever so quickly now, isn't it? So um yeah, I wonder where it's all gonna end. But Let's not worry about that. Let's talk about where we started. Yeah, so the Future Toolbox. Well, we actually met working together at a company. We started did. off. Yeah. And had some wonderful years there. I was there for 14 years in the end, and I think you were about 10, weren't you? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was, I know, I think it was a little bit less than that. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, around about that. And then we had that dream one day when we were sitting on a beach, funny enough. We like <laughs> beaches, don't we? <laughs> And we started to think of ways of how we could run life on our own terms. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't. We weren't familiar with that phrase at the time. No. But it was just thinking, well, there could be something else out there. So how could we do what we want to do yeah. and be in control of our futures? I think that was the big thing. We wanted that control of our futures and we wanted to be in control of what we did and not have to almost answer to somebody else. Mm. We wanted our own company, didn't we? Yeah. And then in 2009... I decided to go self-employed, which I've said this on previous podcasts, but I was really shocked that I did that before you. Because <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I pushed you. <laughs> I, know. I think it was your faith in me that yes. gave me that belief. But yeah, I went self-employed, started freelancing and also working with some local schools, picking up my own gigs and everything. And it was really, really, really exciting. It was really exciting, nervously exciting and interesting because we had to do a lot of research, didn't we, on how to set companies up and boring things like paying tax and all of that, setting it up. (laughs) But what were we called originally? Because it wasn't the Future Toolbox. Do you know what? Funny enough, I think it was about six months before we had a company name. Was it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then it became Mad for Life. Yeah. So we had Making a Difference for Life. And that was our sort of own identity. We had a really strange logo that I decided to design mm. myself, which was... I remember that. Jester, wasn't it? We use that in our session that we deliver to anybody about building their own brand. And we look at how we, as a brand, has evolved over these years. Mm. And particularly our logo. And obviously now we have the wonderful Milo. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But most of the work that we picked up was freelance. 
and I was driving all around the country. I was really, really enjoying mm. that. It was a real buzz. But one thing I didn't like was staying away or no. getting up early. <laughs> Two combinations there. I also wasn't really fond of sitting in traffic, especially around the M6, Spaghetti Junction, and going to places down mm. south, having to hit the M25. That wasn't particularly pleasurable. No, and in those days, yeah. I mean, I was still working full-time, wasn't I? So it was you predominantly doing that, wasn't it, in the driving? And and like you say, sometimes it was so far away or you maybe had a gig somewhere the next day and it was too much for you to come home and then go off again the next day so you would have to stay away. And yeah, that was difficult or that was new for us because we weren't used to that at all. We'd always went to work and finished work at the same time because we yeah. worked together, so <laughs> it was unusual. But we carried on doing that and then unfortunately got hit by a few challenges with my accident and brain injury, which sort of threw a little bit of a crisis into being able to drive long distances and focus. And that became a pinnacle point, I guess, where we decided that we wanted to make some changes to make our lives easier. Yeah. Obviously, you went through some challenges. We went through a loss in the family. We also went through your breast cancer treatment. And I think when we came through the other side of that, we had to really, really make some changes. So I think we changed anyway because Mm. of those challenges, because we had to adapt really, really, really quickly, particularly, I think, from the brain injury and the change within yourself was quite big, wasn't it? Yeah. And we could see what was happening, but trying to find ways to work around certain things, like, for example, we used to send you off on a train, didn't we? <laughs> send me off right. on a train. Off you go. <laughs> off you go. Yes, with his little suitcase and uh, marmalade sandwiches. No. <laughs> but it was just easier than you having to do all that driving. So we were trying to find ways to make those changes easier for ourselves so they took less out of you unfortunately the company that you freelanced for we had a a long conversation and we decided that it's not the right thing for us at that point anymore didn't we yeah it wasn't really working and I'm not going to go into too much into the challenges of the brain injury side of things because we do have a episode on that which is uh, B is for brain fog so there you go listen to that one and you'll hear that story but yeah getting on the train early in the morning having to change and all that it just tiring me out and the other thing as well I was finding is when you've got a booking on a Tuesday, you can't plan for fatigue. No. So we needed a way of living life on our terms. Yeah, we did. And not only just living life on our terms, we didn't feel that what we were able to deliver to schools, to learners, to we hadn't started the community project then, but we were delivering more kind of like off the shelf stuff weren't we yeah and we were more vibrant than that we wanted to give more tools more tips we wanted to be able to really make that difference and we felt that we were being hemmed in didn't we rather and a bit claustrophobic and not able to be our wonderful dynamic or entrepreneur whatever you yeah the right word is we couldn't do that could we no so we were hit by a crisis and I'm going to bring my good friend in here who gave me the word that sums up our turning point of life apparently the chinese have a word for crisis and opportunity which means the same and homer simpson said that word is christ-tunity he's your hero isn't <laughs> he is it? my hero when he comes up with things like that he definitely is he is. a bigger hero to you than james bond though oh close <laughs> I, I think yeah i think homer's full of more wisdom 
<laughs> and wit. Absolutely, yeah. James Bond is quite oh, witty. Oh, I don't know, but, he could be witty. Yeah. But Close Opportunity, we took that. And I remember you saying that this is a great opportunity mm. for us. We can go forward. I felt pretty low at the time, but yeah. you just had that belief. And likewise, I took that belief from you. It mm. t- took a while, but we decided to run our own programme. So yes. we were suddenly given some funding, which almost dropped into our laps. Yes. Not literally. Yeah, no, it was It was just one of those moments where, you know, I think there's, there's some sort of saying, isn't there? If you're given the opportunity, seize it, whether you think you can do it or not. I just felt at that moment, this was our chance to become us and to become kind of like what we are now. Had no idea in reality exactly how it was going to happen, but I knew that we could do it. I had 100% faith in what you could do in terms of your delivering sessions to students all around the country. Me, not quite so confident about public speaking, but thought I would be able to find my little niche somewhere. Yeah, I shoehorned you into that one, didn't I? Yes. That was another bit of E for Evolve, where you came along to workshops, sat at the back, took notes, then you sat at the front and took notes, then you sort of stood next to me and interjected with a couple of things. Then I threw some curveballs at you and started getting you to talk. <laughs> and I remember one person feeding back to us. A student said, this was an absolutely brilliant session. Mark was really, really great. And Jules is so lovely, but she didn't say much. And we was, thought, let's change that. Yeah. And then you took my belief, didn't you? Yes. And yeah, it was. I evolved. And where now, as you can probably hear, listeners, you can't shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> But we wrote a programme, funnily enough, Mm. and called it the Future Toolbox and started promoting that out to schools. And then I just thought, you know what, Mad for Life just seemed a little bit tired as a name for us. So we wanted to look at rebranding and it just clicked into my mind. Let's call it the Future Toolbox. We had Milo was designed for us. And then that's just sort of evolved to where we are now, which we've moved away from just delivering programmes in schools. We now work with community groups. We work with brain injury organisations, hidden disabilities. But also what's really, really nice is we've actually evolved to put our programmes back online and start working remotely, which is actually quite useful when you move almost 2,000 miles away from where you lived. We try not to talk about those horrible COVID times, but in its way, it gave us that we had no choice, but we had to evolve and rework our business and put it more online and more digital, which now has given us the opportunity or certainly helped with the decision to come and move out here and still be able to be the future toolbox. That's it. And we went back a few weeks ago, delivered some face-to-face workshops. It was wonderful. Absolutely brilliant. But that's sort of our story, really. I was just thinking about how people can evolve and how people can design the life they want. Yeah. Now, when we were back in the UK, we went to four schools and delivered four of our Life Beyond School workshops. One of our favourites. Mind you, I'm saying that one of our favourites. We we love them all, don't we? (laughs) We have lots of one of our favourites, don't we? (laughs) It's great when you find something that you love. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But there's a bit on Life Beyond School where we start talking about the olden days again. Here we go back down memory lane of records and CDs. (laughs) This is before this, though, when a job used to be a job for life. Yeah. I share the story of my pap or granddad. Pap is a Northampton dialect for granddad. And my granddad left school and he went into the army doing national service. And he got his first choice in life when he was about 20 years old, where he was asked, would you like to stay in the army or would you like to go home? And he chose to go home and he became a shoemaker. 
because Northampton was very famous for baking shoes. Also, he'd already met your nan, and I think he really wanted to go home and be with yeah, be with his family. Of course, he did. But he had that job until he retired at sixty-five. He was a shoemaker, and he worked for a small little independent firm repairing shoes. Mm. So it was great when I needed my shoes repairing because I used to get them done for free, which was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's by the by. But he had one career throughout the whole yeah. of his life. Now, we always put this to students and say, how many career changes do people have now? Mm. And the answer is? Well, the answer at the moment is, averagely, people have a different career seven times throughout their working life. So that's quite a lot of change, isn't it? And imagine all the job changes yeah. you have in those as well. So, and I've had seven. I always You've bamboozle the students by telling them I'm, I'm really Mr. Average. <laughs> so my, my path started in financial services in a building society and went on a path into estate agency, insurance, recruitment, training, and end up being the future toolbox. So it's not really an average Mr. Average. Certainly, I would never describe you as Mr. Average. <laughs> no. <laughs> never. <laughs> but certainly what we're doing today is, when I was 16 years old, if somebody said you're going to be a public speaker, yeah. author, and you're going to be living in Lanzarote and doing all these really cool things, I probably wouldn't have believed them. And that's happened through the evolution of a number of years. It has. It, it has. And one of the other things that we massively try and impress upon anybody at our talks is to find something that you love doing. We now found what we love to do. And it just means that we don't feel like we're working because we're enjoying it so much. It's nice when you get paid at the end of it, but <laughs> yeah. we still absolutely just love what we're doing. That's what you want to evolve to, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, we don't get paid for recording this podcast, but we do it because we love it, and it's part of the future toolbox, yeah. giving tools it's to part people. part of our brand, isn't it? Yeah. But during our last workshop we delivered before the schools broke up, it was at one of our regular favourite schools, Spawn School in Toaster in Northamptonshire, and we worked with the sixth form year 12 yeah. group, and it was really wonderful because the school used to put on a session for students that weren't going to university. But then they decided this year to bring everybody in and not just talk about what life beyond school is like now. So we put together a programme and called it How to Live Life on Your Own Terms. And we run something similar for a business in the same week as well. Yeah. A little thought to leave for our listeners here is to maybe try this exercise. And we just threw it out to people and said, if you could design your life on your own terms, what would it look like? So I think for us, our life on our own terms was to run a business that we could be in charge of. We could do what we love doing every single day, but also have the ability to put things down when we need to or want to. Yeah. So obviously need to could be fatigue. Yeah. Want to could be we want to do something else. It's as simple <laughs> as that. But also we wanted to be able to live somewhere that we wanted to live. And we love travel, as people know. So what better thing to do would be to live on a beautiful little island in the middle of the Atlantic. We've sort of designed this by sitting there and thinking what would life look like if we could live on our own terms. So that's really over to you guys as our listeners. What would yeah. life look like on your own terms? And then thinking of ways of how to move towards those goals. Yes, yeah. And they can listen to G's for goals as well, can't they? <laughs> We've got lots of help out there for you. So maybe think about what do you need to do to be the person that you want to be? Because sometimes part of the change or the evolve is changing yourself as a person. And for me, we spoke about it a little bit earlier, is having more confidence within myself and getting rid of that imposter syndrome 
but it still nags at me now and again. But things like not worrying about the past, you can't control it. You know, thinking about you can control your future and that change is going to happen and trying to grow and develop in a really positive way. Yeah, and another great way of creating opportunities is by being an open-minded person, a kind person. We did N for nice last week, so have a listen to that episode. It's not just about being a nicer person, but it's looking at ways to create those opportunities and show yourself self-care, which boosts your own confidence. It does. Um, This is what the Future Toolbox is all about, and what we want to do is empower you with some of our tools, our tips, techniques, things that we've learned, not just from ourselves, from evolving from where we began, but by working with other people that have been successful in achieving the life that they've wanted on their own terms. We're here to help you through these podcasts, through our tips. If you want to get in touch with us and you want some more sort of one-to-one help or anything like that, then please, please do contact us because we are here to help. So if you want to find out more, go to our website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. You can also find us on LinkedIn. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. And that is because we are... Everywhere. We are everywhere. <laughs> we are international. We are international. And also, a little favour to ask you, if you like the sound of our podcast, please do share this with somebody else. And one other thing we're looking for to help us reach more people is some reviews. So if you're on Spotify, Apple or iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on, then just hit the little rating button and give it a five star review. Absolutely. Or 10 star if there's 10 stars on there. (laughs) We don't know how these things work. But we look forward to catching you all next week. We do indeed. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.